We will need eyes to see. Welcome to the Lunch Bill Boys. I'm one of the hosts, TJ Harkness. Also on here with me is a man who needs no introduction. Mr. Splurton motherfucking Burton. That sounded like an introduction. <laughs> yep, it did. <laughs> uh, hello. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also on here with us is a man who is often confused for Jesus. Christ, one Skyler. There is no Dana, only Zool. Wood. Wood. You mean famous rock star Skyler? Dig through the ditches and eat all the witches. Yeah. What? <laughs> I did this that. This is one. not like Halloween porn. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? Good. It's uh, not only. Sp- I don't know. It's not only Halloween, October adjacent, so spooky season officially, but it's also Oktoberfest season. Nice. Oh. Say we're slowly turning into Walmart, like we're celebrating Halloween, like August 29th. As long as we're not <laughs> celebrating Christmas right now, that's fine. It's, it's September festival. 1st. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, Christmas is only like two weeks away from being up in Walmart, so. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they got to put the Halloween stuff out now, because by Halloween, it'll be Christmas. Yeah. They just skip Thanksgiving, which is the best holiday. Next to, well, Halloween, Thanksgiving. Okay. The fall holidays are the best. This is our second year in a row. It's our second annual. Yes. Midnight Snacks. Mm, second anal. Sneaky snacks. So, and <clears throat> let me tell you that we have some fucking badass shows lined up. Um... Especially these first two ones are going to be fucking tits up and the knees up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited. They were going true. We're going true crime, which is uh, cool. Not somewhere that we've ventured before. So. Oh, we've been there. Yeah. Not unless you're talking about getting crimed by a, by a skinwalker. uh, Well, you know, molested by a, Go bot. Did you say what? getting? Cr- did you say getting crimed? <laughs> getting crimed. Yeah. Getting crimed. I didn't know by... if that was like code for like jizzed on or something. <laughs> man, I got, got crimed. crimed. I totally got crimed in the woods by a, a dog man. His little red he rocket. Right in my eyes. His little red rocket got a uh, got in my eye. Told me the only oh, way he wasn't gonna rip my fucking throat out was fucking easy if I let him jizz in my face. Yeah, it's like oh. you were there. I crimed in my pants <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Oh, well, and if you did jizz in your pants, the God is probably thanking us that no more burnt offspring are coming out into the world. Yeah. Isn't it weird when you don't go pee after you ejaculate for a while and then you go to pee later and it does the whole, what was that movie where the guy had to, was it American Pie? Uh, Oh. Where he had to take the book and hold the stream because it was going everywhere. Was that American Pie? I, I know what you're either. talking about, but I, uh, yeah, I think it was. It's like, it was this American Pie 2. 
maybe. Like yeah. sprinkler mode. Like, yeah. I never thought that was real, though. I remember seeing it on TV and never thought it was real until I experienced it one time. You're just like, what? I'm peeing in nine different directions. That's <laughs> not real. Look at this! <laughs> Even cooler if you spin around outside and... <laughs> it's, a, it's a pee-pee sprinkler. Oh, yeah, you water the plants with it. Your neighbors call you, or call the cops on you, and try to explain to them while you're spinning around naked outside while peeing. <laughs> it's got what plants crave. <laughs> oh, speaking of gross stuff that's not really on the track of what we're talking about, I woke up in the middle of the night last night and had a horrible stomach ache and had to go poop. And it was like opening up a champagne bottle. Like the first turd was just like a like a hard round one, and it hurt. And it was like, boop. Did it make like a cork noise? Did it go boom? Kind of. It splashed, and then it was just like somebody emptying a mop bucket. Just <laughs> it's pretty cool. Was it fizzy? That's what I was gonna say. Was it carbonated? <laughs> Uh, no, there was like Dawn dish soap in it. Oh, sir. Like Burton keeps coming in here buying all these soda stream bottles. We don't know what the fuck he's doing with them. Dude's a human Butt soda chugging stream. Champagne. <laughs> his his wife walks in on the and he's in the restroom just jamming up there trying to release all. She's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Ooh. It's tingly. The soda stream enema. It's like a butcano. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So how are you guys doing? Talking to us or the listeners? Yeah. I'm, how are you listeners we're breaking, doing? We're breaking the fourth wall. We're waiting for her response. We're doing good. Uh, if you're doing good, send us an email <laughs> at, at lunchpellboys at gmail.com or come on to come on, comment us on one of our various social medias. Mm, nice one. Nice. Mm. Yeah. We're going to get that plug in early. And so, if you're looking to criminal somebody, TJ's ready for it. <laughs> I'll take criminal all over my face and hair. Just, oh. Oh, so we're trying to get him criminaled. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, you know, he can, you know, someone that wants to be criminaled, someone that wants to criminal him. Here at the Lunch Pub Boys, we always try to set a new standard for language. We got butt cums. Now we're criminaling on people, mm-hmm. you know? I think it's just cleaning up. I think we're growing up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <believe> so. <laughs> jizzing on faces. You know, is the more appropriate thing to do when you're mature. I mean, but yeah, well, yeah. We're, but we're not saying just on people. We're saying cr- criminal, yeah. criminal. Yeah. You know, tissues are a thing of the past. We're really watching out for the earth. <sighs> Nothing absorbs a good criminal like a beard. Who's <laughs> 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 oh, that hair gel? <laughs> <laughs> it's beard balm. That's why I always have my beard in my mouth. Oh, God, Bert. TJ, what the fuck are you drinking? It's like a nine, it's like a nine foot long bottle. Huh. <laughs> it's from my soda stream, dude. I've never seen I just noticed it. It's just... Look at that motherfucker. It's like the size of three smart water, water bottles. <laughs> How does that go into something? It looks like the fucking container off like a water gun. Yeah, it's uh like a super soaker 9000. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you guys got to see this thing. I wish everybody else could oh, see what you're doing. Right now. 
We put a picture up of it. Put a picture of it. <laughs> it's like the canister the Ninja Turtles were made from. <laughs> it's the secret of but... the ooze. <laughs> it's the ooze. Oh shit. We're getting we're getting geared up. He's getting geared up for tonight. It's a big night. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, so guys, as soon as like September twentieth hit and I started doing research on this, I got so fucking excited because the fall season is like the best time of year, you know? You got getting cooler, you got the leaves stinking, you got beers, and then you got the spoopies. Mm-hmm. So I've been prepping for this episode by listening to like three or four Rob Zombie albums <laughs> on repeat. And then some typo. Ooh, very fall. Oh, yeah. So with this being the first episode of Midnight Snacks, we wanted to really start off, you know, fist in the ass, you know, real fucking bang. Mm. And we've, like Zul said, we've yet to really cover any like true crime serial killers on this show. Which I'm not sure how we've done that in 70 fucking episodes and not had like one true crime serial killer. Nah, the frogmen. <laughs> yep. Besides them jacking off in the road, swinging their Harry Potter things around. Uh, yeah, I don't think, uh, yeah. No. I mean, I guess Circle Jerkin could be. It's a dangerous activity. No. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. They just don't fix roads. That's all. Yeah. Frank, you ripped my dick off. Oh. You're welcome, Jake. I just really overzealous. Careful, Jake's gonna pop in. Oh, like that. That that wasn't Jake. That, <laughs> that wasn't Jake. Wait, I heard something. I think it was. Was that Jake? That's my, my chair. Oh. Which, I want to say, I think Jake may have won his third game. I think his team may be three oh, and zero. Oh. Hell yeah. Coach is coach is undefeated. Yeah. He's coaching at what North Dakota State University of Ohio. <laughs> hey, it's his first year as a coach. And he's already been promoted twice. He's, dude's doing good. He's a head JV coach and just, you know. Yeah, before we know it, it's going to be, it's no longer going to be Madden. It's going to be Han <laughs> 2031. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, man, did you get the new copy of Han 31? No, I've got a video of him naked and. <laughs> five years ago. That's my Han. I got the, I got the Han 2009. <laughs> Man, I just showed his dick. Damn it. I really got Return shafted. Of, Return of the Han. We're sorry, Jake. I wonder if Jake's penis has like a top hat and a beard. I've always wondered that. It definitely has arms. Uh, don't all dicks have that? Arms or a beard and a top hat? Both. All, no. all of those. It could be because I just watched Sausage Party again yesterday. <laughs> Jesus. I like to masturbate to the sex scene at the end of it. Oh my God. Fuck me. Okay, so <laughs> today we're going to cover one of the more gruesome killers I've researched, which I've happened to only research like two or three killers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's batting, you're batting, batting pretty high. But no, this dude is it, like the shit he did. Not maybe this episode, but next episode's pretty fucking gruesome. So we're just saying something because the stuff he does in this episode is pretty fucking weird. And gruesome. I would say he's a fucking uh, pretty trouble, troubled son of a bitch, you know? He definitely climbs the ladder of uh, weird fucking gruesome shit pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. He, people think I'm weird. I'm like, man, you should really <laughs> look into Richard Chase. <laughs> Old so, Dick Chase. But 
this episode, we're going to be covering a man named Richard Chase, a.k.a. the Vampire of Sacramento. Hmm. Which I think, uh, I think, I mean, I think we give killers a little too much, like, clout by giving these cool fucking names. The Vampire of Sacramento is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, because he sucked blood, right? Yeah. That's, that's why I got it. I, I think I think we should, I mean, I think you should tone it down a little bit, call him, like, the Skeeter of Sacramento. <laughs> okay. Would the Vampire of San Francisco be, like, a gay vampire that sucks dick? It could be. That is a good one. I think that'd be a good episode. <laughs> I don't know why. But... <laughs> yeah. Hello. Instead of talking about oh, sucking dick for the first... Ten minutes of the episode. We'll talk about it for the whole episode. Fuck yeah, we'll give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> all dick sucking all the time. <laughs> 24-hour dick sucking coverage. <laughs> Left and right just coming at you. <laughs> Top of the screen, bottom of the screen. This just Weave in. head around. <laughs> so, let's say, let's call Richard the, va- uh, the mosquito of Sacramento this episode. Mm-hmm. And next episode, because of the severity of the shit, he jumps up to vampire. Is that fair? No. That's, I mean, uh, we, we, uh, I'd get on board with it. I'm calling him Dick Skeeter. Dick Skeeter. <laughs> yeah! Dick Skeeter. Burton, just yeah. wait till you hear some of this shit, dude. I'm fucking ready to go. Let's go. Don't Let's make your it. balls hard. My <laughs> butt's already wet, so. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> balls hard, butt wet. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike many other serial killers, Richard had no substantial records of being abused by his parents, you know. Let's just start off with that. But ultimately, he turned out to be a cannibal, serial killer, rapist. Nice. A real overachiever, if you ask me. Yep. It's like a little Lebowski urban achiever. <laughs> you can't beat him, eat him. That's what my mom always said. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hold back. I had something really good I wanted to say, but... Why are you holding back? Take a drink out of your yard of fucking beverage. And... <laughs> TJ's in Vegas drinking a fucking yard. <laughs> I can't not laugh at it. It's so long. <laughs> Where'd he go? He's, he's hiding. <laughs> I can't, that makes it better. He can't, take, he can't take a drink without the end of the thing hitting the fucking ceiling fan, probably. <laughs> It's like a pool noodle. <laughs> you know, I thought I was like a drink in it. <laughs> there, he found another cup. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, gosh. Now, he didn't just <laughs> jump to his overachieving ways. You know, Richard's weird and deadly shit didn't just start in the killings he committed in 1977 and 78, or even when things started ramping up in 1970. The man Richard would become sort of developed like a fine wine of schizophrenia and paranoia and rabbit's blood. Mm. A lot of rabbit's blood. That sort of helped create him uh, to the man he would be through his formative years in the 50s and 60s. So what, basically what we'll cover in this episode is Richard's life before the killing spree in the late a- uh, 70s and then the next episode, which we'll fully dedicate to his more gruesome and horrible behavior. Mm, we get hog wild in that shit. Balls hard. Yeah. Butt wet. That's another sticker. I'm gonna idea. use that. That's gonna be our new slogan. That's another sticker idea. I think balls hard, dick wet, butt wet. 
Not dick wet. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I, butt wet. Butt wet. Perverse. Balls hard. I, that's perverse, dude. That's <laughs> yeah, I'm gross. sorry. I'm sorry. I know we're grow- we're growing up. Oh, I'm all balls, no penis right now. <laughs> At some point while growing up, I believe the year before his sister Pamela was born, the Chases moved to Sacramento, which at this time was a step up from the Santa Clara home that Richard was born in. I did notice across most of the web there were allegations of Chase being physically abused by his parents. Uh, In a documentary I watched called Richard Chase Born to Kill, it stated that his household was... Oh, the abuse that happened in his household were that of a typical, you know, 50s home. You know. Smacking with a tree limb and... Yeah, spanking, the occasional slap. I mean, I did hear some stuff uh, on podcasts that mentioned that, you know... Father went kind of ACDC on, on him and his sister when he got, you know, frustrated with him. Shook him all night long. Yeah. Shook him a little bit. Force fed uh, Richard at two years old when he wouldn't eat until he threw up. Hmm. I mean, you know, that's probably, I mean, to be honest, that's probably typical 50s. What a nice guy. Yeah. He was the probably more level headed of his parents, as we'll get into, probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> But none of this stuff I would say is really horrible. Fuck, when I grew up, I got my ass beat if I fucked up. Uh, so I'm sure there's probably plenty of kids in the 50s and on who probably have gotten worse and didn't turn into, you know, anyway, rabbit suckers. Yeah, it was probably <laughs> like the the dicks in his ass that caused it. Jesus. So, but none of this stuff was really horrible. It was said that Chase's father also, and this wasn't from the documentary, this was just around the web, it was said that Chase's father would quote, emotionally abuse him by yelling at him when he messed up. Aww. Which may have happened, but for fuck's sakes. Quit being pussies. Being yelled at isn't fucking abuse. Come on, who hasn't been emotionally abused by their father at some point in their lives? <laughs> Jesus, fuck. My dad, <laughs> there was a little bit where I kept fucking up, and I mean, I, I don't blame my dad, but I got yelled at all the fucking time. I think his favorite s- saying was, you can't be that fucking stupid, you <laughs> idiot. And I'm like... Oh, I think I was. I really did do that, Dad. (laughs) That's stupid. You guys and having dads growing up. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody yells at their kids from time to time. Anyways, let me step off my soapbox. Oh, your your stope box? (laughs) My stope box. (laughs) Let me step off my giant glass. (laughs) (laughs) Chase claimed that his mother would also physically abuse him as a child. However, he would later redact that when he was being interviewed and all that shit. And he also, I think, investigators later able to prove that she didn't. She was actually probably more of a enabler than anything. Yeah. His dad was the disabler. That's we call the guy that goes around ripping people out of uh, the wheelchairs. The disabler. <laughs> I eat my vegetables. What? I don't know. <laughs> It's almost 11 o'clock at night. We're fucking getting hard. Balls hard, butt wet. I'm getting a little, uh, a little, they're getting a little soggy right now. I'm, gonna be honest. I'm basically sitting in a wading pool right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. That's about four butt comes. That's lo- Lord. Bring it down. Bring it down a little. Uh-huh. I thought I was in the bathtub for a minute. It's getting clammy. Suds and, you know. Do your balls ever get pruny like your fingers when you're in the water too long? They're always kind of a little pruny. So like, yeah. It always happens when I have a guy's balls in my mouth. <laughs> uh-huh. His balls <laughs> get pruny in your mouth? Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. Yes, I don't know. I've never had somebody's balls in my mouth, but oh, fuck. you want to? If you know what it's like, if you know what happens to someone's balls when they're in your mouth for too long, can you let us know at Punch Pill Boys? Hold on, let's call my dad and see what he says. Yep. Ask him if he's ever been criminaled. Criminaled. If he's been criminaled, and uh, yeah, what happens to balls when they've been soaked in the mouth hole of a young man for too long? <laughs> Bob's Porno Bar and Pizzeria, how may I help you? Oh, you call? Yeah, so, Dad, I'm going to ask a question, okay? Burton wants to know. So, Burton, he wants to know. Burton said when you put a pair, a man's pair of balls in your mouth, they, like, after a little bit, they get, like, you know how your fingers get shriveled? He said that their balls will do that, too, when they're sitting in your mouth way too long. I wanted to know if you could tell me about this. No, can't tell you a fucking thing. <laughs> well, that's what about when you're in the bathtub. You aren't in the bathtub, are you? Who? You. No, we're driving back from uh, Bloomington. Oh. oh. Well, uh, say hi to everybody on the podcast. Justin. Hi, Bobby. He says hi, Bobby. Yeah. Huh? He said hi, Bobby. Tell me he's... Tell him he's the only one that's got experience with uh, shriveled balls in the <laughs> guy's mouth. <laughs> oh, oh. We also came up with, uh, what was the word, guys? Cri- cri- criminal. Criminal. <laughs> okay, so we, you know the word criminal? Yeah. So we sort of changed that into like an verb. And uh, now when somebody, oh shit, this is awkward. So when somebody gets <laughs> off in somebody's face... <laughs> We're calling it criminaled. And Burton wants to know if you've ever been criminaled. Justin's the only criminal we know. Jesus. <laughs> well, I love you, Dad. No, hey, tell Justin to ask Nothead what it's like. Jesus Christ. Love you, Dad. <laughs> but, did, he t- did he tell you about what her n- name is saved at on his phone? Yes. About... <laughs> I changed, I changed Siri's name on Bobby's phone, or changed the way that Siri talks on Bobby's phone to a South African chick. <laughs> so Bobby doesn't know how to do anything on his phone. He's always like, "Hey Burton, how do I send a text, or whatever?" So Katie's number is saved. Her name is saved as Knothead on his phone. But if he says, "Hey Siri, call Knothead," it'll say, "Calling Cunthead." Cunthead. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he hasn't changed it yet oh, either. Uh, uh, I don't know, not and cunt uh, are the same, but South African. It's fair enough. The mystery. Anyways, where the hell are we? After that derail, but we got down to some. You know, we got some very important things sorted out. I think so. So even though maybe the physical abuse at the hands of Richard's parents wasn't anything really of note for the 1950s and on. They're not necessarily, I guess, in the clear because their neglect of their children sort of created a fertile breeding ground for a monster to be criminaled. Oh, fuck. Or maybe he got, maybe he was the, maybe he was the product of criminal being criminal. When a man loves a woman. <laughs> <laughs> And then they neglect their offspring. 
Let's call it a monster. Now, Richard was pretty average growing up as a young boy. Nothing special, nothing peculiar. Um, so he was an average dick. He was pretty average dick, you know. He was about four and a quarter, you know, solid four and a quarter. Young Richard was in the Cub Scouts. <clears throat> he even played four years of Little League Baseball. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Real slugger. He was also well-liked by his teachers who thought little Richard was a sweet child. <laughs> little Richard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was also popular with his peers, um, with dozens of them mm. coming to, his, to attend his birthday parties. So everyone came to Dick's parties. <laughs> it's usually the other way. Dicks are yeah. coming into the parties, but you know, when in when in Rome. Uh, I guess when in ten, when ten, when yeah. I know I'd invite <laughs> Dick to my party. Hot us, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not young Dick, but older Dick. <laughs> when you were younger, or what? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so somewhere around the age of 10 is when Richard's life took a serious turn toward the wrong side. The no-no side. The no-no, yeah, the no-no, the no-no part side. It was at this time that old Richard Chase Sr., which we'll refer to as Sr., old Captain Dick and Beatrice were having some difficult times in their marriage. It was said that Senior was an alcoholic and he had issues with managing money. Spending it on alcohol and cigarettes and yeah, cheap hookers. Uh, this led to problems between both of his parents. So they would frequently argue loudly in front of their children. His mother, Beatrice, was evaluated by two psychiatrists. This is... <laughs> Later accusing old old Dick of poisoning her, which is similar to paranoid ideas that would later manifest in young Dick's delusional thinking. So both parents had marital problems, you know, often fought over money and other shit. This, And they would go on to divorce. So I would say that, you know, Richard's childhood was more than likely unstable, but not abusive. Is that fair, would you say? I'd say. Sounds like a typical... Disruptive family nowadays. Yeah. And say what you will about his father and maybe his disciplinary tactics, but like, I think we'll find out as we go on. Like, uh, I think maybe the uh, neurotic apple doesn't fall far from the Beatrice tree <laughs> when it comes to Richard, because she would like allegedly constantly accuse uh, Dick Senior of Senor <laughs> Dick Senior of, of uh, cheating on her. <laughs> Even accusing him on a vacation once uh, in Oregon while they were camping that she he was meeting some woman in the woods uh, that was waiting for him out in the it woods. Bigfoot. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're out there fucking that big Bigfoot, rubbing your <laughs> getting criminal all over his big feet. Big feet criminal all over you. <laughs> uh, she'd also demean his sexual performance too, which you know. Oof. Saying shit like, uh, basically like, uh, you know, I gotta be drugged. I gotta be drugged to have sex with you. So now probably preoccupied with their failing marriage. Uh, 
Richard's parents wouldn't recognize their son starting to turn into a little fucking weirdo. Uh, around the age of 9 or 10, Richard would begin to worry that he didn't have enough blood in his body and he, that he would uh, eventually run out of blood. Here in a few minutes, we will discuss how Richard attempted to solve uh, his blood problems. Do you ever have the feeling that you don't have enough blood? Only when I have a boner. Huh. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Ask your mom. Not your mom, Richard's mom, Beatrice. No. I think it's weird. The kid's just worried about having blood. He's like, I'm going to run out of blood. What the fuck? <laughs> I think it's a reasonable issue. Yeah, you know. <laughs> It'll get more reasonable as we... Also, around the ages of 9 and 10, he developed a macabre interest in dead animals. It started with cats. Um, he would like to, like, he found a dead cat, he'd poke it or try to cut it open and get in there and play with the organs and shit like that. But then it went from just poking dead animals and looking at them to he began to kill birds, rabbits, and dogs. When he was 10, his mother confided in a neighbor stating that she found a dead cat buried in her flower box and she probably knew it was her weirdo fucking son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, I paraphrase that somewhat. So, the neighbor also recalled that she remembered a lot of cats going missing from the neighborhood while the Chase family lived there. Oh, there was a lot more pussy around here. I'm say that dick was slaying pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I seen that little 10-year-old chasing after some of them cats oh. and then squealing later. Yep. He was criminaling them all night. <laughs> I see them out there criminaling and right in their faces. I don't know why my old woman voice sounds like fucking somebody from uh, the Andy Griffith show. I don't know. Yeah. Cat's tongues are so rough, though. I would never try to criminal one. It's very sandy smooth, though. Yeah. I mean, it'd be good if you had a lot of dead skin or something. Like, if you had herpes or something. Like exfoliate. Probably feel good, yeah, probably, could... probably exfoliate. Yeah. <laughs> Use this cat tongue on your dick. <laughs> it really exfoliates. Need a smooth cock? Patting a dick. Uh, cat tongue for dicks. Cat tongue for dicks. Rub it on your dick. So, Richard really liked to kill and torture cats. He found them around his neighborhood, and he was so fascinated by the animal's blood and the insides in a way that seemed almost clinical. After killing them, he would perform... <laughs> Little dick autopsies so he could see their organs and the blood. Where is the line drawn? Where is the line drawn where the interest <laughs> in the blood, animal's blood and insides becomes actually clinical? <laughs> I'm actually studying to be a vet. Okay, so. that's fair. <laughs> yeah, not... He's got little lights over him. He's got his little scalpel. <laughs> Doctor, hand me another one. Come on, Richard, give me a scalpel. Okay, Richard, thank you. <laughs> not only... Richard become weird, like, you know, fascinating with the animal blood and all that shit and killing cats. Richard also had gone against him was he wasn't a clean kid. It was said that he avoided bathing any chance he could. Hell yeah. He hated wearing clean clothes and just an overall level of stinkiness that typically, you know, is reserved for somebody that just climbed out of the fucking sewer. Mm, sewer. Is this also about the age where you like to wander around the house and like in the night? I don't know. I'm not sure when that. I don't is. remember hearing. 
he would like wander around the house at night and he'd turn the heat on. <laughs> he'd like get to strip down and turn the heat on, open the windows and lay on the uh, couch and like pretend to be bacon. So he did that when his parents left. <clears throat> no, because like they would go somewhere. Because it's, uh, it says there's something that said his mom and his sister, they couldn't sleep because he'd wander around the house, turn up the heat and they'd get hot as shit. And he'd just be there like a little bake, like a little suckling pig on the couch, just sweating it out. Yeah. I so I don't remember that, but I do remember also reading about like he did that when they would leave also. That's probably a better idea. And they'd come back and it'd be like a hundred and something degrees in the house. <laughs> and they're like, What the fuck? And he's like, ah! shaking his little kid titties at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love never mind. Nope. <laughs> nope. Left that alone. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I fucking hate Bert. <laughs> <laughs> so now, to temporarily stray away from the kid titties and the animal killings, Richard also <laughs> enjoyed starting fires. So we couldn't really find anything, you know, stating he liked to burn down anything like, like a cookie cottage or like a church's chicken or something. <laughs> but he liked his fires. But not as much as he loved to torture and kill small animals. Richard also, by the age of 10, enjoyed pissing his bed fairly regularly. <laughs> He's got a quite a quite a quite hobby set right now. <laughs> I like to burn shit, kill shit, and piss in my bed. Imagine that on your fucking resume. <laughs> I imagine kill him, birds? Expert. I imagine him being like in the Little League World Series and they're interviewing him for like the at bat. <laughs> And it's like, here we have little Dick Chase. <laughs> in his bed, in his free time, Dick likes to start fires, kill animals, and piss in his bed. Oh, I really love pissing my bed. Oh, God, I think he's pissed his, pissed his pants right there at the home plate. Right there. Yep. <laughs> See that spot on his crotch dead giveaway. There's still blood in his baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> From his piss? Man, yeah, maybe. We'd also like to note that the uh, <clears throat> stray cat population around the Little League field has dropped drastically <laughs> since the start of the World Series. There's a plethora of Chinese food stands popping up around <laughs> there, too. Christ. Yeah. Could be. Uh, so with these three pastimes that Richard liked to dabble in, he fulfilled what is considered infamous or, or, or the largely contested, referred to as the McDonald triad burden can you get can you guess what the mcdonald triad might entail um mcrib <laughs> fuck yeah that's my boy yeah that, that's why we're brothers dude yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. That cause somebody uh, to fucking mutilate kill people i got pissed at taco bell in bloomington because uh <laughs> these new dipping tacos they have out are fucking awesome and it was on their menu and i was like i want three dipping tacos and lady's like we ain't got them no more. And I was like, the fuck you do? Yeah. It's like the Mexican Anyways, pizza. I was emotional. And then you've seen the lady rubbing her butt across the tacos that are on the ground like a dog trying mm. to just like clean his anal gland. But if you want to dip a taco, I've got a taco. Mm. And then I tried to order a big red, and she's like, a big red? We got red Gatorade. And I was like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently in Bloomington, they don't hear about... They've never heard of Big Red. All the man wants is some Big Red and some dipping Tacos. Oh, fucking sluts. Jesus. <laughs> so, for, which, for those of you who 
who do not know what the monogonal triad is, um, it's an idea that three specific behaviors in childhood can indicate indicate that a person will grow up to be a violent criminal. So it's not. So it doesn't have to do with the McRib or McFlurry. <laughs> what the fuck would you say a McFlurry? It'd be like the McRib, the McDouble, and like some fries. Spicy McChicken. Fuck. No fish fillet. Nah, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't. Culver's fish fillet. That's the only one I'll go for. <clears throat> so, the three behaviors specifically mentioned in a McDonald triad is the, like the pissing in the bed. Fire setting and animal cruelty. Huh. Just to give you a little bit of background on this, this was first proposed by a psychiatrist named J.M. McDonald in 1963. Pick up sticks. Then yep. John. Throughout school. John McDonald McDonald. <laughs> yep, John McDonald McDonald. <laughs> but. Oh, throughout undergrad, I think there's a lot of few of my psychology classes and criminology classes. They made mention of this, but most of them talked a lot of shit about it. Um, stating because they didn't, this theory didn't include other extenuating factors such as like childhood abuse, both sexually, physical, plethora of other factors. You know, it didn't take in consideration that could create a fucking psychotic killer. Psycho killer! Ooh. But regardless of whether it is true or not, this case, <laughs> it definitely was. Criminology, huh? Were you studying to be Batman? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Clerks yeah. too. Gotta bring it all in. Yeah, Richard. Richard displayed all three of those very distinguishable behaviors and excelled at them. <clears throat> A plus. A plus on the pissing. Animal killing, firing. <laughs> At this point, Richard's fucked up side really started to shine through like a big fucked up sun behind some, you know, some clouds around his family, Jeez, of course. Son. Huh? Sorry, I just had a weigh-ins moment when you said son for some reason like that. All I thought of was <laughs> scary movie. Jeez, son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weird. Sorry. <laughs> On with chlorophyll. On with the piss into the bed. Uh, but yeah, his fucked up started to shine through around his family and in private, but would largely go unnoticed by his peers during his teenage years. <clears throat> now, according to statements from his peers in high school, Richard was fairly popular, who liked to fuck the ladies, or at least to try, at least, <laughs> at least try to. <laughs> I like a fuck of the ladies. I like to fuck the ladies. <laughs> and piss the bed. Come here and fuck me in my piss bed. <laughs> um, anyway, I like to try to. But a piss smelling bed is kind of hard to get a woman into. Uh, this really doesn't seem to be a very common, I guess, scenario in serial killer in serial, serial killers' young lives. Or as most experience alienation during their adolescence. Oh, Richard had a fairly social adolescence. Richard didn't have much trouble getting friends or dates in his early teens. It became a different matter, though. Later on in old puberty, Richard was attracted to ladies, but he couldn't get hard. 
during his early high school years, he learned that in order for a man to get an erection, blood was needed to rush into the penis, filling the flaccid member and making it erect, following arousal. That's why a penis doesn't move. I'd like to fuck you, but I need a transfusion. I just imagine some, like, he's like, oh, no! I'm already running out. Like, Richard, are you okay? Is it? Are, is this gonna happen? No. I'm low on blood, damn it. Let me drink blood from your finger real <laughs> quick. I may be able to get hard. <laughs> but at this point, he didn't like put that together. So I was gonna say, I was, it's, you know, it's not knocking for his attempts to get with the ladies. You know, I mean, like, you know, you miss every shot you don't take or whatever. Something. Yeah. Unintended. <laughs> Richard became very worried, you know, already from a, or Richard was very worried already from an early age, you know, about running out of blood and, you know, just throw on adding a new body part yeah, that needed his precious blood. Where the hell is all this blood going to come from? Richard would quickly link the supposed lack of blood to his inability to get hard, which Richard will work hard to try to find a workaround to get his little pee pee hard again. It's just stacking up against him. Definitely not his peepee stacking up against him. I'm already him. running out it of blood. Depressing though. <laughs> not being able to get him. Mom, direction. I need some blood. Mom, help me get my dick hard. You got any blood? Got much. any blood, mom? Make borrow. Oh, honey, let me pull out my tampon. Oh god. Mm. Well, man's got to do. He's got to do. Another component to this would be that Richard was getting heavily into the pot and the acids. While I would say that both pot and acid use doesn't necessarily make anyone crazy, necessarily, uh, it sort of exacerbates the issues with those that uh, probably already have underlying psychological or uh, physiological issues. This uh, chemical indulgence may have been what pushed him over the edge or at very minimum, uh, made his uh, sort of out there thoughts seem a little more real. I'm all for people, you know, using drugs and shit, but if if you've got, like, a severe issue, I don't think, you know? Well, there is, there's, I think, evidence out there that underlying, especially, like, schizophrenia, Oh, yeah. Uh, it can uh, kind of bring that to the surface. The moon talked to me last night. Dude. I mean, I've been there, too, but also I don't think that now. I, I used to like, this, like to set things on fires when I was younger, too. I mean, not like bad things. It just, you know, it was fun to start fires, you know. Just church women. Yeah, and well, you know. Carriages and so. crosses. Yeah, mostly just, uh, mostly just boxes. Jesus. <laughs> this delusion soon led him to believe that if he were to drink blood, he could fill his body, you know, and therefore fill up his penis. He would no longer suffer from the humiliation that he endured, you know, sexually. When he's sitting there trying to flog the bishop, getting it hard in front of a woman, he's like, ah, it worked yesterday. <laughs> and so the dangerous obsession was growing and would soon morph into something more horrific. Horrific. You guys, you would say, would 18th year be something like a big year in like a young adolescence, or not young, but like a young adult's life? No. 
you fucking contrarian. I'm not a bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, really, would you say it's... Well, yeah, typically. That's when you're graduating high school. In our and... society and... Uh, and uh, buy porn. You know, yeah, buy, buy porn and cigarettes. Well, let's just say like post-industrial age. Oh, yes. It's like you know, 1947. 50s on, you know. 1846. Yep. 18's typically the age, you know. Typically, you're, you're, you're legally an adult. Yeah, graduating. Graduating to... Deciding whether you're going to go to yeah, college. Yeah. You can legally have sex with folks. Yeah. You, nope. you can be interested well, in fucking women. Not unless they're under 18. I don't know. Probably in the, 50, over in the 50s, you probably could. As long as one of you is over 18. <laughs> I'm consenting for both of us. Thanks. <laughs> I think we call that rape. <laughs> yeah, probably. God damn. Much like his peers, Richard had a lot of moving pieces, you know, ins and outs, buttholes, vaginas, etc. So, like most of his peer counterparts, was considering going to college, moving out, maybe going into the workforce, becoming a, instead of a donor, he would be the one to pick up blood donations and never show up <laughs> to the donation drop spot. Richard's first attempt to top off his body with what he considered much-needed blood happened to be when he was 18 also. The blood needed to satiate his uh, penis hunger came from a kitten that he had stolen from his girlfriend's house. <laughs> so this is how I see it playing out, you know. Imagine Richard going over to his girlfriend's house for dinner, and he spots a cat. This is where I sort of see it turning into like a, oh shit, what's it called, Dumb and Dumber? When, what's it, is it Lloyd or Harry? What, when he's shitting? Yeah. That's Harry. Harry Dunn. So, Harry goes to the restroom, sort of in the same way that Richard did with a cat. And instead of shitting his brains out, he sneaks out the back window with a cat. And the girlfriend's like, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> what was that? But. Are you okay in there? Awful shitting sounds. Sounds like you're killing it. Sounds like you're killing a cat. The shitting sounds. <laughs> How awkward might it be when he goes and he's filled up on cat blood and he still can't get hard. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, Richard brought the small feline to the back of the house where he killed it and drank the blood straight from the animal. Straight from the, uh, you know, can't get any fresher. Couldn't find anything else, really say anything on how long it took, but ultimately he found out that it, it obviously didn't help. So there you go. <laughs> so he went on to larger prey. Obviously, a little cat didn't have enough blood to... Fill up his uh, penis. He's got to have a big dick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole problem. He's got like a two-liter cock. Every time I get hard, I get... Kind of like your bottle. Every time I get hard, I get lightheaded. <laughs> so the blood goes. His dick is TJ's fucking little fancy bottle he's got. <laughs> <laughs> so, soon after murdering the cat, Richard shot and killed a white dog named Sabbath. I thought it was e. Black Sabbath. This is White Sabbath? Yeah. 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 I like it. I like it. <laughs> he tried to collect the blood from the bullet holes by uh, taking a little Dixie cup and like pushing near the holes and you know, basically a biological equivalent to a soda machine minus the Pepsi and Mountain yep. Dew. It's right next to the Pepsi and Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, dog blood. Sabbath yeah. blood. <laughs> the blood of the Sabbath. Yeah, he needs to graduate from the Dixie cup and get to the the, the, the yard. The yard-long <laughs> cup. <laughs> the leader of cola. 
Ah, big goal. Also at the ripe old age of 18, Dick was having a hard time with popping up a chub. And it really bothered him. So he went to the psychiatrist where he er he learned that a root <laughs> cause of lack of wood was repressed anger. The psychiatrist also thought he may be suffering from a major mental illness, but did not suggest that he be committed. More than likely, Richard and his psychiatrist also discussed his obsession with blood. Though one can only speculate whether or not he admitted to drinking blood of the animals in any of his sessions. But I feel like it's more than fair to assume that he had, had, to, be, had to have confessed this to his doctor. The doctor might have not been too worried about this, but who knows. It was also around this time that his psychological problems began to escalate from being only about replacing blood for his flaccid member to becoming a hypochondriac. Richard would go on to make crazy claims regarding his health, all the way up until his death, and these claims varied from Richard's belief that his stomach was put in backwards, that his cranium was changing in shape. He also believed that someone stole his pulmonary artery and also complained that the bones, uh, that bones were coming out of the back of his head and that his heart often stopped beating. You know. Bunch of weird fucking you know, shit. Tip, that sounds normal. Typical, uh, typical, it's puberty. Imagine going to the hospital, doctor. My heart, my heart stopped beating. Help me. I mean, I think, uh. I think he ended up at. I think we're going to talk about that here. Just next is, uh, he ended up at the hospital, and that's where he claimed that uh, they stole his pulmonary artery. You know, this is good. Those fuckers came in, took it. <laughs> Fuck them. Another eighteen-year-old milestone experienced by Chase's peers and also Chase is moving out of your parents' home. So Chase moved out to his, of his parents' home and went to college at American River College, where Richard managed to maintain a steady C average while usually getting higher than fuck. Sounds about right. His uh, cup of tea was still, you know, LSD and pot, you know, pretty consistently. He is also selling it. When he got into college... I think around the age of 21, he moved in with two female roommates, one of which he knew from high school and the other one he met since graduating. So Richard's weirdness could no longer be contained like it was during his high school days. You know, I don't think anyone could really even imagine just, just how bad of a roommate he was. I think if you could even think of your worst roommate, this guy probably probably upped it, upped it a little bit. He was stinky and unhygienic, weird, and obviously the blood craving isn't just a just a shining combination especially mm. for the people living with him his roommates never stayed long uh, never stayed long with richard they all shared the same concerns and it, that that he was regularly regularly under the influence of alcohol marijuana and the uh, lsd it is said that one night he locked himself into his room boarded the door then locked himself in the closet and boarded that door up also. <laughs> when asked why he did it, Richard said, People were sneaking up on me from the inside. What the fuck? As if that wasn't weird enough, his former roommates also claimed he would walk around naked. Even in front of company. <laughs> he would sit on the couch and try to talk to roommates in their company. 
one of Dick's roommates was in a band, and they would try to have band practice, we assume, in the garage or somewhere in the home. They said that Richard would walk into practice and begin to play the bongos. Nobody <laughs> wanted him there, and he was horrendous. So, basically, he was being a yoker. Yeah, just imagine this fucking stinky-ass, naked fucker, you know, a two-liter pop bottle dangling between his legs. So what was he banging? Just walking yeah, what right was in. He banging the go- bongos with. Why is Dick? Boom, boom. Bang the gong boom. with your schlong. <laughs> get he bends on. over. He's like, "Hey, do you have a spare cat I can drink the blood from? I need to really get this thing hard so it can really get a good yeah, thud." Yeah, guys, I'm not uh, <laughs> not really feeling what I'm doing right here, but I need a, I need some cats below. Anybody got any in her backpack? Maybe, probably like a juice box. <laughs> Juice cat box. I'm gonna go in the garage and put my ball sack on your bongo set. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, shockingly enough, this behavior drove the roommate uh, drove the roommate drove the roommates uh, to asking him to to leave. They didn't want to live with the naked bongo drummer that smelled like a cat's vagina. But uh, but old Dick refused. So they left instead. Now, before long, he ran out of roommates. Nobody was knocking at the door to be his be roommates with, you know, again, a stinky, psychotic, nudie man with a fascination for cat blood. <laughs> and a lot of, I mean, let's be fair. I mean, he's a, he's a fan of a lot. He was a fan of, he's just a fan of blood. And nudies. Nudies. Chase was forced to move back mm-hmm. in with his mother, who had at that point since divorced his father. So just remembered that uh, this was all happening while he was capturing cats and other animals and drinking their blood. So he's still doing that on the down low. But he's also being checked in and out of mental institutions around the area. Imagine having him as a roommate. And he uh, he comes out and you've got your friends with you. And he's like, hey, do you have any cat's blood? I'll settle for parakeet too. To be fair, any blood will do. Jesus, I think this dude, I can picture this dude just being one of the worst fucking roommates ever. Chase, you know, was living with his mother, and more than likely he wasn't taking his medications. Uh, so one day, Richard showed up to his his house, you know, talking about how people are following him, you know, being really fucking paranoid. I believe he may have been covered up blood also, covered with blood, so his mother grabbed a phone and attempted to call the cops. And Richard took the phone away and beat the living fuck out of his mom with the phone. And she still managed to call the cops on him. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So at this point, things were coming to a a head with uh, Richard and his parents. Both parents eventually had him move out to Los Angeles to live with his grandmother. (laughs) Lucky her. Richard would uh, work for the school that his his grandmother worked at, (laughs) driving... Mentally handicapped kids to and from school in the bus. What a great idea. He held a, yeah, held this job mostly without incident, other than he wouldn't clean the bus or keep the bus topped off with oil. He's, you see him with uh, draining like a dog's throat right over like the oil fill. Ah, it's a waste of good oil. Oh. Like we'll say through the next two episodes. Richard never stopped being Richard. I picture Richard on the bus, and they stop. 
And he's like, hold on, kids. And he sits down and lifts his legs up and starts scooting his ass across <laughs> down the thing. <laughs> I don't know why. Like the like the butt uh, like the butt drag like, thing that dogs do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's sitting there just piling. And he's like, "Hey, you guys want to stop and get some blood?" But still, the fact that he was fucking hauling mentally handicapped kids, his grandma thought this was a good idea to drive kids. You know, be responsible well, for I mean, kids. To be fair, I don't know if did she know he, uh, the extent of his. You know, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. No, she fucking knew. She didn't have the same mentality that his dad had for the most part, where it was just like, you're, you just need to get a job, and that'll fix your blood-drinking ways. <laughs> not mental illness. You're just not being a American enough. I wonder if he carried, like, thermoses of blood. And they're like, what are you drinking up there? Is that alcohol? It's a practical thing to do. It is said that for like a three-week time period, Richard would walk around his grandmother's home saying, I don't know why he's saying this, but he'd be like, you're a good boy, Richard. <laughs> and he would incessantly repeat this, you know? <laughs> he would also wrap his head with saran wrap, putting oranges under it, like against the skin, and then wrap a towel around that, believing that he could absorb vitamins through like some sort of osmosis. <laughs> need my orange juice today i drink my oranges through my my head i'm a fucking dork richard was a giant pain in the ass for his grandmother obviously she was able to supply him with the round the clock supervision but eventually she had enough of his crazy antics and bloodletting sounds a lot like uh jeffrey dahmer i think he was i think this dude was a lot more fucking off the chain than jeffrey in 1973-74, Richard would move back to Sacramento and shortly after moving... Hi, Grandma! <laughs> yeah. Bye. Grandma? Get the fuck out, weirdo. Yeah, shortly after moving back, he'd be admitted to the hospital, the American River Hospital, and this is where, this is where he, he arrived, say, claiming that his pulmonary artery had been removed. It was here that doctors examined him, his behavior, and ultimately diagnosed him with severe schizophrenia, if any of that shocks you. Specifically, they diagnosed him with paranoid schizophrenia. Chase underwent a series of treatments, uh, but he didn't react to the antipsychotic medications he was prescribed, leading doctors to believe that his mental issues were related to the, nu were related to the number of recreational drugs he had taken over the years. So you're telling me this acid's really fucking me up. And then the doctor walks in, and he's sitting there talking to himself, like, no, Richard, I didn't say that. I just walked into the fucking quiet, <laughs> sir. I'm talking to the doctor. Well, Richard. <laughs> he's doing both voices. What do you think? <laughs> Is all the acid you've taken the problem? Well, I don't know, Richard. <laughs> the doctor's mm. also Richard. How much Richard? acid is too much? Oh, like ten tabs. <laughs> hmm. uh, Richard didn't disclose that he had been drinking animal blood to the doctors I believe he was only at this facility for a short while Almost like an acute stay oh. They did state that Richard was not a danger to himself or others So they discharged him to his parents Jesus fucking Christ This dude's in there arguing with himself Whether his schizophrenia is affecting him He's like, like yeah, go ahead home 
My and then precious. the doctor walks in, and the doctor's like, we didn't even say that, Richard. He's like, yeah, go ahead. All right. <laughs> He's already getting his bags ready, and they're like, we're not, what are you doing? <laughs> so after discharge, Richard would go on to, you know, really embrace it. Yeah, he would accuse his mother of poisoning him. Remember we said that his mom was accusing his father of poisoning him? Mm. Hmm. The circle is complete. After this, mother's like, fuck this shit. And she decided to get him a his own apartment. So she didn't like getting her own medicine drop back on her, like the whole, you know, accusing someone of poison and shit. Yeah, no. Once he got his own apartment, which is the best thing probably for a paranoid schizophrenic, <laughs> you know, just left to his own devices, you know, pot, acid. Butt sex. Butt sex with himself. Yeah. You like that? Richard, you want to fuck uh, me in the ass? Well, you, yeah. You yeah. like that, Richard? Oh, I bet oh, I do, Richard. Thanks, Richard. <laughs> but then he's Harder like, Richard. that other Richard's talking shit about me. He tried killing me the other day. Richard tried to poison me. <laughs> Red rum. Red rum. <laughs> so, his apartment also was conveniently down the road from a local rabbit farm. Richard was seen riding his bike back and forth every day with a load of rabbits either in a fucking Walmart bag or under his arm. Taking them home, butchering them. So, it's safe to assume, you know, he was... Fucking eating raw fucking rabbit meat or drinking their goddamn blood. Said that he was also mixing their organs with coke in a blender. Mm. Making some sort of coke organ smoothie. Mm, organs. I wonder if the... What's his name would approve of that? Bert, what do you think? What's his name? Oh, what the fuck's his name? Liver King? <laughs> oh, fuck that guy. That's like a Liver King, uh, that's like a Liver King energy drink. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that dude's fucking gross. I mean, it's good to see that he's supporting local, like, uh, you know, meat producers, you know? Right? I mean, farm to table. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no table. It's Our, just farm sorry, to mouth. Farm to blender with Coke. <laughs> <laughs> My rabbit blood has Coke in it. How do you like yours? Is it cocaine goes, or Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola. He goes to a bar and said, do you have any rabbit blood and Coke? Uh, no, is that no. A, I'll take a Jack Rabbit and is Coke. Is that a drink? <laughs> is that a drink? Is that a drink? Is a Jack Rabbit and Coke a drink? It is now. Yeah. Imagine him going into a bar and he brings in his own rabbit and he's sitting there wringing out the blood. <laughs> Once we start merchandising, we're going to create a pre-mixed pre cocktail called the Jack Rabbit and Coke. It's going to be rabbit blood and Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah. It Only hits, the finest. It, smooth. <clears throat> it slaps, one might say. <laughs> <laughs> about to slap Burton and his bees. I'm going to slap your dick in my mouth. <laughs> mm. Yep. Getting saucy. So Richard's fascination with drinking rabbit blood would move into, <laughs> shockingly, an even more serious area. Richard decided to inject himself with rabbit blood. Now, he came to this because he thought while going farm to table with the, with the locally sourced rabbits, <laughs> he had eaten uh, a rabbit who had 
ingested battery acid and that that battery acid had seeped through the walls of the rabbit's stomach and into its flesh. And the only thing that could cure battery acid tainted rabbit blood was some clean rabbit blood. How did the bat rabbit get battery acid though? Probably munching on some like Duracells over there. Where'd my batteries go? The only way Richard, I guess, found to, to quickly counteract the, the, the battery acid blood was a direct injection of the rabbit's blood into his veins, which not surprisingly would go on to fuck him up pretty good. Hmm. Huh. So later that evening, after some rabbit blood injections, Richard Sr. would show up unannounced to his son's home. Lucky for little Richard, his dad would find him on the couch, colorless and really lethargic. Uh, little Richard tried to pass it off to his dad that he had eaten a rabbit and had food poisoning. However, Richard, Big Richard, <laughs> Richard Sr., Papa Dick, Big Richard, quickly rushed him to the hospital. I would say it was a possibility that he got food poisoning, but his father knew what something was fucking up. Once they got to the hospital, Richard would attempt to pass it off to the doctors that he had food poisoning. The doctor's like, no, no, no fucking way. You're, you know, this is way worse. And they found out that the true reason was the sick uh, for the sickness wasn't a result of, you know, eating bad rabbit, but actually blood poisoning. And as a result, he was involuntarily institutionalized at a psychiatric facility. Hmm. Woo! Ah. Finally, after seven years of going in and out, these acute stay places exhibiting the severe like, paranoid, delusional, schizophrenic shit. He was finally fucking committed to a long-term treatment. But after two days, little Dickie would go on to escape. He ran to his mama's house, but she swiftly returned him to Beverly Manor. During his sessions with a psychiatrist and therapist, Chase would only talk about the animals he would catch and kill. And his love for blood, this is the only thing that he would talk about. So the staff nicknamed him Dracula. So this motherfucker seems slippery as shit, you know? Stinky, bloody, greasy. You could picture this being the type of person to be slippery and just like fucking getting away. Getting away. Oh, so slick. What'd you say, Burton? So slick. God, my balls are real hard right now. My ass is so wet. <laughs> By these powers combined. By the power of Grayskull! <laughs> I will criminal you! <laughs> That's what Nancy Pelosi jizzes in everybody's faces. Oh my god, that makes oh. me hard. That is the opposite. I am the opposite. That makes me feel like Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Little turtle man being... His uh, programming's being yeah, re-uploaded. He's loading his pants. That's what he's doing. <laughs> so so he's either loading his pants or the... You know, the Windows update happened at the wrong time of day. It got blue screened, actually. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to, re need to plug him and plug him back in. That's the best way to fix that. Neither doctors or nurses believed him when he spoke of his acts involving animals. I'm assuming the mutilation and blooding, blood eating. That is until one day, staff found Richard with a bloody mouth and blood and feathers on his chest, and two dead birds on his mm. windowsill. When the staff asked him what the hell happened, Richard would tell them that he had cut himself shaving. I guess shaving with 
two birds. You know. <laughs> I just shaved him with the fucking parakeets. Doesn't work. So I killed him. He taped the head back on it. Yeah. And he's like, pretty bird. <laughs> I'm institutionalized. I got no blood. Our pet's heads are falling off. <laughs> so, yeah, he would oh, tell himself God. he cut himself shaving while covered in feathers and blood. And hospital, hospital staff then discovered that he had actually captured birds through the bars on his bedroom windows, snapped their necks, and drank, uh, drank their blood out of their little, little necks. Bird squeeze it. <laughs> you tear the top off. Parakeet squeeze it. Para squeeze it. Squeeze it. A para yeah. squeeze. Wait, what's the other thing that everybody bitches about that they got like a mold in the bottom of them, but are real good? Are they apple sauces or Capri Suns? Capri Suns. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Some of them. Penicillin. <laughs> Oh, fuck. People would go on to say that Richard suffered from an ailment that isn't necessarily found in the DSM, or Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, but is widely accepted uh, and known as clinical vampirism. More commonly known as Renfield's Syndrome. <laughs> As you may have guessed, that involves an obsession with the drinking of blood. According to a paper that was published in the anal, annals, yeah. yep. annals. In the anal <laughs> American psychotherapy. Mm. <laughs> published in the annals of American psychology anal. association by Jolene Pawoski, titled Vampirism, Clinical Vampirism. Quote, Renfield syndrome has three stages. The first being cutting oneself and licking or sipping one's own blood, you know, which would be considered auto vampirism. You know how that one guy died from Kill Bill? No. That's autoerotic. Autoerotic <laughs> yeah. auto, no. vampirism. Burton, have you ever tried choking yourself while jacking it? No, I want to, but I'm too scared. Uh, I can't breathe as it is. All I got to do is walk <laughs> up steps and try to jack off. I'm just good then. Taylor across the room. I'm too, I'm too claustrophobic. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So the second stage is where it's, I think it's called zoophagia, and it's where drinking animal blood and eating live animals. Sounds, I've been to that website. <laughs> so the third stage, so this evolves into a third stage, which is drinking the blood of others or true vampirism. The true, true. While in the facility... Richard never stopped doing this shit, still being one weird son of a bitch in serious need of mental health help. But on September 29th, 1976, Big Richard was released from the facility <clears throat> at the strong disapproval of significant yeah. number of the staff. Yeah, this is where they were like, what so, the fuck, they're letting this guy go? Yeah. Most of the staff members were astounded that someone with the severe paranoid schizophrenia like he had, who was routinely the Hitler of the local bird population, was being released. Yeah, pretty much. He's fucking holocausting them fucking birds. Mm. Instead of putting them in so, 
put oh, in wow. the gas chamber. He's break putting them in the mouth chamber. <laughs> Did that bird say Holocaust? Eat him. And so <laughs> we're doing. We're doing this image of Nazis and they're being gangster and they're like, Holocaust. Oh, my God. I hate you so bad. What the fuck, Burton? (laughs) I've got to go to Germany later this year and I don't think they're going to let me in. My association. (laughs) We heard you on your lunch lunch podcast. You're talking about lots of Nazis. We don't say that. It's a dirty word. So, Burton. Today we're sort of awarding our first official award of this caliber, and also this is our first like a uh, award of this episode, uh, the dildo of the episode mark it, award. Mark it down, and it goes to two people: Richard's psychiatrist slash doctor, and Richard's mother Beatrice. I can take care of my boy. We need to play like fanfare music, <sighs> like the music from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where the Trumpets are playing out of the ass. Yeah, and all the rest of the nurses are going, what the fuck are they doing? You know, this guy had, <laughs> this guy sucked uh, sucked some birds off. <laughs> <laughs> we seen them giving oral to their heads. <laughs> Broke them off and went down on them like they like it was going out of style. And it, it, it never really was in style. <laughs> you idiot. Sucking <laughs> off birds. Anyway, so after several months of being in his mental health, this mental health facility, uh, in the month of September, Chase was released. And I know what you're thinking. Now, how the fuck did he get released? Because his human dildo of a doctor felt that his social skills had greatly improved and that his mother would push the staff in ultimately really into ultimately releasing him it is said that his mother would frankly go to the facility for visits and tell the doctors that richard didn't deserve to be in a place like this and that she could provide better care for him it's only blood it's only he's only drinking animal blood oh, he's Come just on. Drinking birds blood that's nothing like how did they judge his social skills just like well he didn't kill people only birds. birds. He didn't kill anyone yet. Yeah, no, no. He just... They look underneath his pillow, and he's got, like, maybe ten birds fucking just hanging out. Like live? Or he like lays down. Oh, no, yeah. dead okay. birds. So I sort of look at him almost like, a you know, shrimp tails. After you eat the piece of shrimp, <laughs> you throw the tail yeah. away. Well, they're, you know, the comparable, but they're just laying in his bed, and he right, lays in it, rolling around. He's like, oh, yeah. My, bird, my bird back massager. Mm. So, Richard's mother and doctor supported him in leaving. Even when he was doing his best reenactment, you know, of the most Looney Tune of most Looney Tune con- cartoons at the time, or even fucking Tom and Jerry. Beating up, beating up on a cartoon mouse. You know how they always take like the mouse and he sticks them in his mouth? Like, oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the grandma's not there to hit him in the head with a broom. No, she was there to hit him in the head with a broom, and then he went back home. It's <laughs> true. I love grandmas. Just put a parakeet in his mouth. and <laughs> oh, Well, parakeets. So the doctors released him to his mother, telling her 
that Richard still needed to be in treatment, and that he most certainly needed his medication. At the very least. Yeah. Keep this man away from the zoos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my next goal is I'm going to suck off a tiger. Tiger blood. You're pretty kitty. You're pretty kitty. <laughs> Tiger's blood. 60% of the time it works. Can't beat rates like that. No. Once released, Richard moved in with his mother for a few days. And while at his mother's home, Richard was weaned from his medication by his mom. So, cool. She stated that the medication made him a zombie. Wasn't much of a fan of George Romero movies. <laughs> Jesus, Burton. What? <laughs> Chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes like the fourth fucking part of this episode, you sick bastard. Damn chair. I'm hoping that's a drink and not you pissing. <laughs> that was me on the toilet yesterday. <laughs> Carbonated <laughs> poops. Pop. Yeah. That's how you tell if he's French or not. ASMR. <laughs> so judging by the fact his doctor said that he needed to remain on his medication, this probably wasn't a very good thing. And old Bertha, Beatrice, what's her name? Beatrice. Beatrice. Beelzebub. <laughs> Basically paved the way for her son to become one of the most infamous serial killers in history. So the medication Richard took helped to lessen the amount of the delusions, but also helped to block the flow of dopamine into his brain. So he was walking around like a zombie. Is it probably the best, best state for someone that sucks? Zombie, off vampire, you know, you're mixing yeah. up your genres there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little confusing here, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is he the Sacramento zombie or the San Francisco treat, or what is he? What? No, we moved to Miami. It's a Miami treat. <laughs> is this what the Cranberries wrote their song about? Mm -hmm. Richard Chase, yeah. Zombies! Vampire! Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, I was going to... Never mind. His behaviors were still there. He was still... Even though he's on this medication, he was still killing animals and drinking shit. I'd love to suck off the blood out of some birds right now, but I'm on Thorzine. Yes, you are quite humorous. My soul's palpitating from the top of my skull. Huh. I still have not enough blood. He was still drinking the blood, being weird as fuck. So after being off his medication, guess what happened? What? Richard's behaviors returned tenfold mm. Beatrice realized that this shit was for the birds so she and her ex-husband ended the conservatorship and allowed Richard to live on his own again best thing ever again again she weaned him off the medication because she didn't like him being a zombie and then when he returns to full full form she's like and then her and old Dick Senor don't do anything to extend the conservational ship or whatever. <laughs> conservation ship. Rich, Richard comes into the living room. Mom, mom, my shit's planning on killing me. I just pooped it out. It's chasing me. And she's like, no, no. Nope. You were actually just sitting down eating macaroni and cheese. Shit tried to kill me, so <laughs> I murdered a bunch of birds. 
<laughs> nope, nope, Richard, you're actually just sitting down eating macaroni and cheese. None of that was happening. Fuck this. Go live by yourself again. Did you like that's for the birds? Yep. That's a good one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Don't make me hungry. Still thinking she was aiding her son, little Richard's mom helped him plan a three-week trip to Washington and gave him $1,450. And Washington, Chase bought a 1960 Steamboat Springs, Colorado. What a nice lady. Um, yeah, a ranchero. What the fuck was his mom thinking? He's fucking getting crazier than batshit. <laughs> and she's like, here, go on a three-week vacation away from any supervision whatsoever. God, that's a sweet car, too. It's like uh, it's like the Ford uh, version of a... Uh, what is that with the, the car with the truck bed? El Camino. El Camino, yeah. It's mm -hmm. the Ford El yep. Camino, basically. But... The fact that his mom probably packed, here's your acid, don't forget about your acid and your weed in there, <laughs> packing the little side packet there, Richard. Mm. Little dick, pack it in there. I got a couple. <laughs> I got a couple of, uh, I got a couple of Tupperwares with some birds in it, too. <laughs> I was going to say, well, I packed some frozen parakeets in the little. You know, in case water. you get a little low on blood while you're tripping on acid driving a ranchero around. <laughs> I got some syringes filled with rabbit's blood in case you feel faint. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's a good mom. That's a good but mom. Imagine. He's got to drive from Sacramento all the way up to is it Washington. <laughs> that's a good yeah. guy. He had to stop, you know? Yeah. yeah he was going to get hungry. He went to Washington and then went to Colorado. And the next part of his trip took him into, I think, Nevada. In August of 1977, Richard would go on to completely blossom, you know, like the beautiful, horrible, blood-filled flower he is. You know, the true unstable thoughts in his mind were fucking unleashed upon the world at this point. And he was only probably a few cunt hairs away from reaching, you know, super scion, as the nerds would say. In the words <laughs> of a Toyota. wise man... He went full Toyota scion. <laughs> <laughs> In the words of a wise man, he was large and in charge and looking for chickies. Think you send your yeah. dirt. When I compare Richard Chase to Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, so, so yes. Well, let's recap. Richard was off his meds, living on his own in an apartment his parents were paying for. And also, they were barely checking up on him. The whole scenario wasn't helped by the fact his mother who kept telling him that nothing was wrong with him and that his medications were not needed. Richard was being tormented by his own delusions and compulsions stemming from his aggressive illness, uh, which soon proved to be the recipe for disaster. Richard, we went to Aldi's and got you three uh, rabbit pelts. Mom, I told you, I want the whole thing. I want the blood. I don't shop at Walmart for my rabbits. I can get them local. I didn't want <laughs> salmon. I said it three times. <laughs> <laughs> On August 3rd, 1977, my son's birthday, tribal police were called out. <laughs> minus the 1977. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's called out after a car had been reported abandoned near Pyramid Lake, near the Walker River Reservation. Upon arriving... They found a 1966 Ford Ranchero with a bumper sticker that said, I'd rather be flying. 
stuck in the sand. The police looked inside the vehicle to see if they could figure out who the fuck was driving a Ford Ranchero. <laughs> I'd rather be flying. Did he put the sticker on there? I don't know. Like, I'll be flying. I catch more birds in the air. See, I thought it'd be like my other car runs on cat blood. <laughs> <laughs> Emissions free cat blood. Yeah. <laughs> my That's car is also eco. my car is also low on blood cops were in for quite a treat when they looked inside of the car and in the cab they found two loaded rifles covered in blood a 30-30 and a uh, 22 also in the vehicle was a pair of bloody tennis shoes and a pile of blood soaked clothes mm. and one of the floorboards was a pool of fresh blood. And sitting in that pool of blood was a white plastic bucket with a liver inside. Mm. So I wonder if he threw a conniption. Oh, precious blood in the floorboard! I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's probably an average scene of what you'd find in a ranchero stuck in the desert. <laughs> yep. Imagine being the law enforcement, being law enforcement and stumbling upon this fucking site. Like, holy fuck. So... Using their binoculars, the tribal police spotted Richard Chase. He is about a half mile away, perched on a large rock at the top, naked, covered in blood. And when these officers approached him, uh, Richard took off uh, like a bat out of hell. Now imagine him running away, laughing and screaming and flapping his arms like a big old scrawny bird. Uh, but the officers had no trouble quickly apprehending him. When I say Richard was covered in blood, I mean he was fucking covered in blood underneath mm. his armpits, poured into his ears, mm. up under the balls and in the taint. Oh, fucking taint. Taint blood, dude. Ooh, stinky. Gross. But also imagine him running down the desert. Caw! Caw! <laughs> like, that's a big fucking bird, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> When the police asked him where the blood came from, he told them that... It's saving from me. Yes. <laughs> Chase was taken to the station for questioning. At the police station, they figured out that the liver king... I mean, that the liver had been taken from a cow and not a human. Little Dick was let go. Basically, they stated that you can't arrest a man for being fucking weird. True. True, true. True. That's true. Hey. True that, sister. Give me one second, okay? I've got a quick poop. It's going to be plop, plop, fizz, fizz. I'll be back. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. <clears throat> yeah, you better hurry. Say, in this case, it probably would have been good for them to arrest him. For Holy shit, dude. Where'd you go? Where'd Burton go? I don't know, but... I even he made might've... a reference to Burton's poop. He might have went to pee. Dude, that was fucking... So back from the poop break, which let me tell you... White Castle coupled with the poops from, like, drinking beer poops. Beer poop. Beer poops and White Castle poops? Jesus, fuck. I was telling Burton in the poop break that this might have been a case where arresting someone for being fucking weird was probably a good idea. Yeah. Because had police checked his records and seen just how many times he had been checked into mental hospitals and uh, just, uh, you know, just the... Just, string of offenses of being just weird and questionable they most likely would have held him a little longer and he might have been committed again uh, it may have also been the fact that richard 
might have been under the influence of drugs at the time. And the officers felt that his this crazy shit he was uh, he was doing was because of the drugs. He's like, is it Burning Man out here? It's like I think oh, this guy oh. just wandered away from yeah from the Burning Man. He's out here. He found a beef liver. <laughs> Ultimately, the blood came from a cow. Because it was, did we say it was a cow? Did we tell them that it was a cow liver? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's weird as fuck, though. He definitely went up in size. A few months later, in October of 1977, Richard would go on to buy and also steal a few dogs, which he would kill and then root for their innards, you know, and then drink their blood. Right here, Richard is reaching his full potential as a fucking whacked out dude. Fucking off his rocker, you know? Nobody's safe around this dude. It would be no more than two months later that Richard would go on to commit six murders, all gruesome as shit. And it's no lie when I say ass, blood, and guts everywhere. Ass, blood? Ass, blood, and guts. So they're just asses everywhere, blood everywhere, and guts. So not ass, blood. Not blood from your ass. Could be. It could be blood from your ass, too. Yeah. This is where we're going to leave you tonight. And next week, we'll go on to cover Richard's killing spree, which has gone down in history as one of the most gruesome things ever covered, as we've covered so far. Ooh, sleep well for now. Enjoy your liver. Enjoy. It's pretty fucking gruesome, though. Oh, Next week, I'll post the pictures of the crime scenes. And Jesus fuck. Or, more appropriately, as they say in, was it Hellraiser? Jesus wept. But, so, so far, what do you guys think of Richard? He's a real dick. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> That's pretty good, Burton. Really? Really? Honestly. Do you, but, do you guys see where it's building, though? Like, where yeah, it started? It I see it building oh. so hard. Can you see inside him the sickness is rising? Yeah. <clears throat> what, the next episode is going to be his, like, redemption arc, right? He's going to come at... Maybe he does have enough blood. Um, he's got enough blood. And he lives happily ever after. He volunteers this time at the animal shelter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving his blood to animals instead of taking blood from the, from the animals. He's actually the one euthanizing the animals. <laughs> but he waits till after hours. That's funny. Yeah, Richard, how do you actually do that? Oh, I suck their blood. Oh fuck. Nope, nope, uh, Richard, you're not that? a people person. What was that? What was that? I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, you know, I give them. A... Well, Richard, just stay in the back. We don't need you interacting with any of the clients. Hopefully, you guys will tune in next week to the conclusion of Richard Chase. This is where he becomes the vampire of Sacramento. But for now, he's still the dick skeeter. Yes, yep, the dick skeeter. Yep, dick skeeter, dick skeeter of Sacramento. But, but he'll he will graduate next week. Yep, all three of us will return and splay our genitals for you. So before we go, please check out our merch store, which is linked through our website. Which go to our website. LaunchbellBoys.com. That's where you'll find all our sources and episodes. Um, 
Yes, buy our merch so that we can then buy beer and rabbits. Yep. Mm. To drink. I got hungry or for rabbit all of a sudden. Scary, spooky skeleton pumpkin head guys. Yeah. More of those things. <laughs> More. Also, find us on our social medias, and we're starting to make a little bit of a comeback on the TikTok. Fuck Zaipu. Mm-hmm. Right in his little rectum. And I think that's it, guys. Let's fucking load up and suck some dongs. Yep. Uh, get them hard, we get them you. wet. And yep. uh, let's go. Balls hard, butthole wet. Fucking <laughs> A, son. Only way to live Good night, life. Guys. Good night. We love you. Eat our butts. Ain't it? The belt carrier.